0: The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams from the service already in progress. I'm the
1: second best mother. I guess when you have nine kids, you have to be number one. Because I would try to compete and I would try to keep up. Do you know I'm just excited about God being our sovereign God. That song was just so appropriate for today. And I thank God that he can do anything. And so today I want <clears throat> to piggyback off the series that Pastor's Work was doing on joy. And I want to talk to you about joy and obedience. And what I'm going to do is show you how we can have joy being obedient to whatever God asks us to do. And so I want to start off with Hebrews, the 12th chapter. That's going to be my foundation scripture. And I want to read. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded, verses 1 and 2, by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know the Amplified Bible said, "Who who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. And that's what obedience is all about, us completing the work that God has called us to do. Now, most of us, we look at Jesus, he is our perfect example of the ultimate uh, accomplishment of obeying God. He did not come here with his own agenda. He came with the agenda of God. You know, John six thirty eight says, he said not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And then in Matthew 7, 21, it says, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And so when I started thinking about it, I'm always talking about, Lord, let your will be done. But do we really believe? That the will of God is being done in our life because so many times we are caught up with dictating to God how we want his will to be accomplished in our life we choose what ministry we want to be in we choose which mate we want we choose what job we want but then we never acknowledge God when it falls apart and so we're always saying you know God I don't know why this happened but this is not going right in my life, and that's not going right in my life. And so I challenge you today, are you letting God's will be done in your life? Are you being obedient to what he wants for you, or are you still trying to dictate the script? Now, we have the Bible who tells us exactly how God wants us to act. He's, he gives us instruction, he gives us information, and he gives us reasons to obey him. And so I would like to look at the story of Mary in Luke, the first chapter, starting at verse 30. You know, most of you are saying, this is no Christmas story, but this is about obedience. She is showing that she was willing to obey in the midst of her ignorance. And so we have to be willing to obey in the midst of our ignorance because God will ask us to do things, and instead of our brain trying to process it, trying to figure it out, we have to be willing to say, I will obey. I will obey. And so the story goes, most of you know it, you know about it. Uh, the angel comes to Mary and he says, Let me get to verse 30. Don't be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Now, that right there is a good greeting because God greets us that way every day. He says, My child, You have found favor with me because I'm going to ask you to do something and I know you will obey. And the angel says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him a throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary says, how will this be? Since I am a virgin. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One will be born, will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your co- your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. And Mary's response is, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be to me, be fulfilled. And so that's what our attitude has to be, is that whatever God asks us to do, we are willing to do it. Now I want to look at a couple of things. You know, the first thing about the angel, he gave her some information. He said, number one, I don't want you to be afraid. And I think that's one of the things that hinders a lot of of people from doing anything for God, because they're afraid. Because God will say, I want you to do something as simple as call someone. And we allow fear to take over us by, well, wait a minute. Now, if I call them, uh, what if if they reject me? Uh, If I I call them, what if they don't want to hear what I have to say? But if I I call them, Lord, uh, what if they hang up on me? What what if I call and they leave a, and and all I get is a voicemail? God said, I want you to call. Something as simple as picking up the phone and making a call. But we will make so many excuses not to do it. And we forget that if God told us to do it, he has a plan and a purpose for the reason you are called to do it. And so we never look at it from that standpoint because we're so busy focusing on us and how we feel and how it's going to make us look and how it's going to make us uncomfortable. We never get past the point of just being obedient. And God has said, if you can't be Obedient is something that simple, how can I trust you with something great? And most of us want the greatness, but we forget we fail in the simple task that God asks us to do. How many of you have been uh, busy? You know, we're, we're so good at being busy. We're busy, and the Holy Spirit will drop into your spirit some person, and he says, I want you to pray. And we will say, I am too busy to do that i don't have the time when i think about it later i will do it but what we understand is when later comes we've already forgotten about it and the timing that god had for us to do that we missed it and so many times we miss out on the presence of the lord and what he wants us to do because we get caught up with us we are caught up with us 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 it's all about us and we said well you know i'm not selfish yes you are because any time your will uh, supersedes what God wants to do, you are a selfish person. And so we have to go back and examine ourselves and say, God, where am I missing it? Where am I missing your obedience? Where am I missing your leading? Where am I missing your guidance? Where am I missing it? And so I look at Mary, and she goes, um, I don't know why you're talking to me like that. Why do you think I'm favorite of God? But you know, what is it that you're asking me to do? And even though the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow me, I'm not going to fear it. And we have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is constantly talking to us. It's just that we make sure that we're not listening a lot of times. We tend to shut him out when it's convenient for us. And then when we need something for him, we are, okay, Holy Spirit, I need you to do this. Holy Spirit, I need you to do that. What about the times when you don't need him to do anything? Are you still aware of his presence is with you? God said that he lives within us. But do we act like he lives within us? Or are we still trying to be our own person? Are we still trying to impress someone? We want people to see us in a certain way. Does it really matter? Because if they don't have a heaven or hell to put you in, why are you concerned about their opinion of you? I'm more afraid of God's opinion of me than I am about somebody else. I really could care less what they think about me because as long as I'm doing God's will, I'm okay with him. And so I looked at it. God gives us information. He gives us instruction. He even went so far even to encourage Mary, the angel's by telling her, well, you know, your relative Elizabeth, who was barren, she's not going to have a baby. So I just want you to know that there is nothing that God will not do. There is nothing impossible for him to do. If God spoke it, he will bring it to pass. But we have been so churchanized in which we can say it, we can perform it, We can act it out, but we have no clue of it really resounding in our spirit. You cannot tell someone that God will heal if you don't believe he's a healer for you. You can't tell someone that God is a deliverer when he's never delivered you. You can't tell anyone that God will make a way when he's never done anything for you. What kind of salesman are you when you don't even believe in the product? And so we've got to stop being churchified and going through the motions and get real with God and start saying, God, if you said it, I believe it, and that just settles it. There's no no interruptions here. There's no discussion here. It is done. And so when we look at Mary, how she was so obedient to God, and she didn't even know anything, how much more is required of us who have every Bible there is? We got every lexicon, we got every concordance, we got every interpretation of the Bible, we got the Hebrew, we got the Greek, we got every interpretation, and we still do not believe what God says in his word. We take it as a shawl that we cover ourselves with that make us feel like we are self-important, but we really don't believe when it, when the it stuff hit the fan, who you gonna stand on? What word are you going to stand on? What word do you believe is true? One thing about God, I don't care what you're going through, he will always give you a word of comfort. If you are open to hear what he has to say. But what we do so many times, we're trying to search to the Bible to find something that agrees with how we feel. And we're not standing on this word. How many people do you know can quote a scripture that they say, quote, is their favorite, and they don't even believe it? How many of us, when when we come up against a situation or a problem, something comes against our family, something comes against our body, do we automatically say, but by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed? Your children are going through something you got to be able to stand on the word that say, God said he will save my whole household, and I'm going to stand on his word. When situations come against you that are negative, you need to be able to say, but no weapon formed against him is going to prosper because I'm standing on his word. I'm not standing on my opinion, but I'm standing on his word because I know his word is true. God, all he wants is our obedience. He wants us to say, What do you want me to do, Lord? How do you want me to do it? When do you want me to do it? You know, you need to look at this as, we are chosen to do God's work. And for us, uh, for him to pick us to do anything is a privilege. It's an honor that he says, I know you will obey me, so I'm gonna ask you to do something because I know you'll do it. How many times are you sitting around and the Holy Spirit will bring someone up and place them on your heart. And you, you'll just sit there and you say, God, what do you want me to do? And sometimes he'll have you just intercede for them. And sometimes he'll say, just call them. And you notice I always keep talking you telling you all to call because I think so many people miss out on really being obedient because they still uh, they lean to their own understanding on why they need to call. He didn't say, he didn't ask you to try to figure out Why to call him? He just said, call (laughs) him. And so when you pick up the phone and call, you know, most of us, we already kind of figure out a script in our mind. But it's like, all you need to say is, I just call because I love you. Uh, Do you need anything? And how can I help you? That's all you need to say. I just want to let you know I love you. But you know what God will do when you pick up the phone in obedience. The script is already there. And God already knows what you need to say in that situation and sometimes it's just a word of encouragement for someone to hear someone say i love you how many people go through days without somebody ever telling them that they love them that they ever know that god is concerned about them that they ever find out that you know god has a word of encouragement for him he has an answer to every situation if they're willing to listen and when we are obedient to him god takes care of everything And so most of the times when God, I say, calls someone, the first thing is fear grips her heart. Okay, God, what do you want me to do? Uh, What am I supposed to say? And and so we go back into the flesh because now we're looking at I don't want to be embarrassed, I don't want to be ashamed, and I don't want to be rejected. And God said, I didn't ask you about your feelings. I said, this is what I want you to do. And so when you pick up the phone and you call that person and you're saying, you know, just was thinking about you to see how you're doing, you know, if it's the, when you're in the timing of God, that person will say, you know what, I really needed you to call me and I really needed that encouragement of what you said and I really just needed to hear somebody tell me that they love me because you don't know what kind of week I've had. But we miss it because we're too busy. We're concerned about how we look start to concerned if it inconvenience us, we're concerned about if uh, somebody else is going to talk about us because they're going to say, well, you know somebody called me. Well, they're saying, well, they ain't called me. It, it, it's not about you. It's not about us. It's about him. And when we can rejoice and be glad that God picked us to do something for him, then we are doing the work of the Lord. You know, you can meet people in the grocery store, and they will tell you their whole life history. In just in that time of you standing there, it can only be like three or four minutes, but they've told you everything. And God's given you an opportunity to say, but God, God is able to help you in this situation. Do you mind if I pray for you? You know, he gives us opportunities to reach out to people. Our loved ones, you know, we were saying, God, bridge the gap in my family. He gave me an opportunity to call them, and what do you do? Y'all revert back to, it's your fault, I didn't do nothing wrong, and this is why we've been talking to each other all this time anyway. Instead of saying, you know what? Let's put the past in the past, and let's look forward to God bringing us together as a family and healing the breach that was made in our family and making us closer, you know, making us uh, closer family than we've ever been before. You know, Just the point of us doing the work of just saying, yes, I will obey, then God will change the situations that we are. And so when we're talking about Mother's Day, I'm looking at Mary, and she was the best mother because she was willing to be the vessel that God could use for her to bring forth the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great I am. And how much are we a vessel that God could use for his glory? You know, when you realize you're just a vessel, you don't get concerned about when God asks you to do something because it's not you, it's him. He's just using your mouth, your body, your tongue, and your mind to speak to somebody else. So you don't take it personally if they don't want to hear you, you just like, okay, well, I'm just going to tell you what God told me to tell you, and that's just it. You know, my son is so good at that. You know, when God tells me to tell him so, and you know, the Lord told me to tell you this. He's like, I don't want to hear it. I said, don't matter. I'm just going to tell you what he said, and then you can do whatever you want with it. And that has to be our attitude. We are just messengers. We give them the message and let God do the rest. But if you're not willing to give the message, then you won't be able to see God do the rest. Okay. So when we look at this whole situation, I just want to look at a few things I just want to leave you with. You know, some of the hindrances we have when we don't walk in uh, what God wants us to do. You know, I said already that we uh, don't want, we let fear motivate us because we are so afraid to be rejected. What is the problem? Hmm. Everybody's going to reject you. They rejected Jesus. So if they rejected him, what makes you think you're so special that you won't be rejected? You know, when people, when you are talking to people and they start resisting, you need to just stop talking because they're saying, I really don't want to hear what you have to say. And so the Holy Spirit will tell you, just be quiet because if you're trying to force the message on them, they're not going to receive it because now they have resentment against the message. So God is saying, okay, don't let this fear motivate you to the point where you can't hear what I'm saying and you start being in the flesh and start telling them what you want them to hear instead of what I want them to hear. Then a lot of times we have doubt because when God tells us uh, to do something, we be like, did I really hear God? That's just something speaking to me, you know, uh, what's going on with me, I I, I don't really understand. Uh, And then you have to... You you do you have this joy in you when you call somebody and say you know what the Lord spoke to me but I'm not sure if it's him uh, maybe you can tell me if this really is him you know because see I don't read my Bible enough so I don't really know what he's saying so I'm just going to ask somebody else this is this God is this is God God only speaks His word and so anytime He asks you to do something it's always going to be in line with His word then we have you know, some kind of pride because we don't like people to tell us nothing. And so when God is, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and say, this is what I want you to do and this is how you want it, I want it done. You know, we try to argue, about. I don't think this flows. I don't think this is how it should be. But I, I know that income God has told me to do something, I said, hold up, Holy Spirit, let me get a pencil, Second, I can write it down so I can be, I can write down exactly what you want me to say, so I can say exactly what you want me to say. Hmm. And so I can't be moved by, if I feel like I'm uh, eloquent or, or that, you know, I can speak so well, but I'm just willing to say, okay, if you tell me what to say, I will say it. Hmm. If you tell me what to do, I will do it. If you tell me where to go, I will go, because I'm looking at you. And so, you know, First John 4, 18 says, Perfect love drives out fear. So if you love a person, you're not going to let fear motivate you to the point where you can't help them. And if you're doubting, you got to ask yourself, whose voice am I listening to? Am I being tossed to and, fro, to and fro, as James 1, 6, and 7 said? Or am I really being steadfast, unmovable, looking at God and saying, You are the author of my faith. And so if you tell me to do it, you've already paved the road so that all I have to do is just get on it, drive it, and stop where you tell me to stop. Or do you have... Uh, lack of confidence in yourself. You're like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I'm not really good with people. You know, I don't know why people tell, tell people that they're shy. They're not shy what they're saying. is, I really just don't like people. Because uh, I really don't want to deal with them. And so it's just easier for me to just stay in my corner. And so if you look at Hebrews 13, 6, it says, So say with confident. the Lord is my helper. I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me?" So whatever people do... They can say what they want. They can do what they want. It has nothing to do with you because you're on an assignment to give them what God has told you to give. And if you look at John 17, 70, it says, seventeen seventeen. it says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. When you give people truth, they are set free because now they have something that they can build upon. They have a foundation in which they can say, okay, God, your word says this, so I know I can change your word says this, I know this situation will change. Your word says this, so I know that I can be a vessel to help change somebody else. We have to have that confidence, not in ourselves, but in him. And in closing, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare to ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers hopes or dreams, according to his power that is in work with me. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I'm here to do the will of the Lord because I choose to have joy in obedience.
0: Amen. Just want to uh, find out she was through. Amen. That was so good. What a good word. Glory to God. Joy in obedience. What a powerful word to bring on Mother's Day. You know, Jesus was our perfect example, as Joyce pointed out. And we're encouraged to look unto Him, to look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy. That's right. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, spies in his shame, and he's now sat down at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And guess who else is set down at the right hand of the Father? You and I. You and I. He has shown us the path of life. In his presence. There's fullness of joy at his right hand. There are pleasures for because we're also at the right hand in the presence of God. You know, the first, the first woman in the natural was Eve. When God presented the woman to Adam, he called her Eve because she would be the mother of all living. But the first woman in the spirit was Mary. Was Mary. And Mary, after she received the announcement from the, the angel Gabriel that she would bring forth her son and that she would conceive that holy thing within her called the Son of God, her attitude was, be it unto me according to your word. That was an expression of joy. It was an expression of joy in obedience. Amen. Thank you for that. Powerful word. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you again. and Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I want to encourage you. If your mother is still with us, reach out to your mother. Call your mother. Go by and see your mother. Especially if you've been vaccinated. Feel free to go by and see your mother if you've been vaccinated. Amen. But you can always call your mother. And if your mother's going on to be the Lord, then give thanks to God for blessing you with your mother because without your mother, there wouldn't be a you. Your mother had that unique calling, that unique ministry of being a carrier of life. And she brought you to life. And for that, you ought to be ever grateful. You ought to be ever thankful. So reach out to your mothers today. Do something special for your mothers. It's Mother's Day. Let's celebrate our mothers. And I want to encourage those of you uh, to, well, I want to encourage you to go to our website. That's what I want you to do. I want to encourage you to be faithful and obedient. And you'll find joy when you're faithful and obedient in honoring God with your tithes and your offerings. Honor God with your tithe. Give offerings as God has prospered you. You know, when you find God, you find life. And when you find that life, you obtain the favor of the Lord. So go to agapeword.net and click on the donation button and honor God with your tithe and your offerings. Or if you're using Cash App, send us Cash App to the glory of God. Cash app handle is dollar sign AWF Church. Dollar sign AWF Church. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.